0: Welcome everybody, my name is Mason Rayburn, and this is the Rayburn Report. So I had recorded the whole show, after being gone for forever, you know, school, life, everything, my life in utter chaos. Then I found out I I didn't record it with the right mic, and then none of it would import into the Adobe Premiere that I'm having to use to make videos now. So I decided to redo the whole thing, scrap all of it. And instead of doing, instead of trying to just repeat the segments and that way I truly sound bored and there's no extemporaneousness, there's no impromptu with my speech, we're just going to just talk and I'm going to try to remember everything that I said. So the point of this episode and the future episodes, I was starting to think and I really want to do 12 episodes by the end of the year total. That includes, I think this is episode nine, I want to say. So if I can do three more after this, I will be content. I can look back on this year and say that I did, oh, you know, roughly an episode a month. Sure, we'll we'll, we'll average it to say that. And then next year, if I can do two episodes every month, I'll be happy with that. So that's the point of this. The point of this episode specifically is to talk about the runoff elections happening in December for our state of Georgia. The runoff elections are going to be on December 5th and they for, they are for Georgia House District 60, Georgia House District 89, Georgia State Senate District 6, and Georgia State Senate District 39 if I'm remembering correctly. And the reason there were elections for these uh, seats to begin with is I be, I believe that every one of these seats came up for election because some the person that was the elected office left to run for something else all of these elections are also between two democrats which is either a sign that people are turning against the president or democrats are cool let's say the first one let's say the first one uh, starting off with the very first one georgia house district 60 i'm gonna have to put up uh photos of these districts because they're almost impossible to describe because i mean none of them follow any kind of you know it's nothing simple um Georgia House District 60, Uh, there was a difference. of The the main thing that I liked about this one, there was a district, uh, Kim Schofield, I'm going to say, if I mispronounce it, um, she can come on the show and correct me, won by 47 votes. Now, there's going to be a runoff between her and second place because they both got about 35% of the vote, but she beat the person that came in second by 47 votes. 47 is nothing. Um, totally, f- uh, 5,100 people showed up. I would love if 5,100 people showed up for the December 5th election just to show what an engaged populace it is now that is coming out to vote and we're staying in tune with the election because politics matter. But, uh, we will definitely see about that. And if I'm not covering the candidates in detail, it's just because either A, I couldn't find anything about them or B, there, I mean, there's just nothing to say. So actually those are the same thing. We'll call that all A. Uh, Georgia House Representative District 89, between B. Wynn and, let's pronounce this one, uh, Sachin, Sa- Sachin varkeys. Difference is a little bit more pronounced, uh, 600-ish votes, 4,200 or 3,600. The seat This seat was vacant because Stacy Abrams uh, resigned in August to run for governor. So that's why this one came up for election. Uh, State Senate District 6 has been my favorite one so far because like i said it's all it's between two democrats however more republicans showed up to vote republicans won the vote with 50.7 and in an almost roll reversal it's the the runoff is between two democrats the reason is is because there was five republicans running who split the vote five ways leah got 4400 charlie got 4000 matt got 2700 ish these are all rounded numbers, folks. And Leo got 300. Technically, if you want to see what I'm re- Leo got 299. That's what I'm saying. If one of them had dropped out, with the exception of Leo, if one of the... And Kathy, actually. Kathy only got 700 votes. Actually, no. If Kathy had dropped out and said, hey, all of my supporters, go vote... Nope, never mind. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm reading wrong numbers. That's what I'm doing. In fact, even if both of them dropped out. Let's, at the top three. let let's just. <laughs> this is a completely horrible sentence, if the top three, any one of them, Matt Bentley, if he had dropped out and he said, "All 2,692 people, just go vote for Leah, she would have won. And it would have been a runoff election between her and Jen Jordan. But it's not. Because, like like I said, it's an amazing reversal of the naming ideologies in which Democratic usually means get more people involved, Republican usually means vote for elected officials to take care of it. The Democrats unified behind two candidates, and that's why they won. And that's why it's going to be a runoff between them. It, this is actually the only election I could actually say who to vote for. I do prefer uh, prefer Jaha Howard's website, that's the only thing I can base all this on, to Jen Jordan's website. That's it. All I, got, all I can say, Jaha uh, was currently coming in second by 500-ish votes. So that can change, but we'll see, you know. And then Georgia State Senate District Thirty Nine between uh, Nikema Williams and Linda Pritchett. Um, I, there's nothing to say about this. I mean, it's it's vacant because Vincent Fort resigned to run for mayor of Atlanta. So I guess you know you can have that in there, but uh, I can't tell you this one had a, a large number of people turnout. Nine almost nine thousand two hundred people voted for Miss Nikema Williams. And Linda Pritchett got eight thousand three hundred and twenty-nine votes, so a very a large showing of people. Um, and I'm gonna try to then then these next four-ish minutes because I, I do want to try to make this this episode ten minutes. It originally was twelve minutes because I had all the little segments and it was nice. And then I listened to the quality and it was trash, and I couldn't get it imported and i was just going to give up and i decided that no i needed to record something cuz i'm i'm on fall break this week and i actually have time and you just you need to get involved and you need to you do it and just like i said one small step a day that's all what it's about one small step and so the reason not is is many fold about why i haven't been with all these episodes coming out like they should have been and the first reason is because the news is just da da damn da damn, dam I mean, the second that I get a show about Russia involvement in the election done with sources and facts and 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 trends and how, and all this stuff, it's. We're about to go to war with North Korea, and then I, I, you know, I have this whole this whole show set up about the North Korean, you know, uh, continuation of the Korean War type thing, and describing that, and and then now we've switched gears to where Trump's picking a fight with with some people, some basketball player's dad or something. It, it's just, it, it's just a tyrant, and so it, it almost makes me want to try to shift away from current events because I just with with. with School, well, school's fixing to drop off, so maybe I can actually do it. But I can't keep abreast on current events to do research on them and do a show about them before the next big thing's here. And then I finally push it out, and it feels like i am it's kind of almost like an afterthought when I push it out. And so that's going to be the big the big trend that I'm going to try to focus on for these next three videos. They're not going to be current events. They're going to be things in history that I want to talk about. Uh, I know I want to do one on uh, William Tecumseh Sherman. Really, I, I, got, I got involved in looking into his backstory a lot when we were doing when I was, uh, there was a big, you know, the whole, remember Charlottesville guys? Doesn't that seem like forever ago? But yeah, I, I was doing a piece on the Civil War, and I found out a lot of really interesting stuff about Tecumseh. And then I wanted to do a one on a kind of an alternate history type thing about if Franklin Delano Roosevelt lives if he doesn't die in office, what happens and how that changes. Cause I, when I go back and look, cause I, I recently did, I got super interested in um, post-World War II America. I want to call it, it's right before I'm really interested from that period into the Cuban missile crisis, because it's so interesting to see the different forces and how the military is approaching nuclear weapons versus how civilians are approaching nuclear weapons. And, and how Truman kind of, you can make an argument that Truman started the Cold War by kind of, you know, doing some bad stuff to the Soviet Union, not the Soviet Union wasn't doing bad stuff of their own, but it, it would be very interesting to see how Joseph Stalin would have approached the United States with Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who he had had agreements with and who he had gotten to know, as opposed to Truman from Missouri type person coming up and who had just been in office for three months. I want to say before boom, you're now the president of the United States and the largest war you have nuclear weapons. What do we do? Mr. President. So that would take care of two shows. I'm going to try to find a topic for a third one. Um, I've kind of been bouncing ideas around, but nothing concrete about the third one. Um, I did want to call out Casey Cagle. Who's running for governor. um, who who keeps who who is channeling Ed Gillespie's anti not I not, not, it's not even immigrants it's it's may it's trumped up issue there are no he, he's trumping and for those of you who don't know what Ed Gillespie did who he he ran um, these really vicious swift boaty kind of attacks against and he lost let's go ahead and just get all the foreshadowing he lost. And he was, chancing, he was attacking his opponent because he was supporting gang members and he wanted gangs to come into your home and rape your family and kill them and yada, yada, yada. Essentially trying to link gangs to sanctuary cities and linking sanctuary cities to illegal immigration in Virginia. And Casey Cagle, who's, who's reading the Republican playbook at this point, is trying to do the exact same thing. And it's all, it's just fear tactics because there is no... There are no sanctuary cities in Georgia. There's only two counties, DeKalb County and Clayton County, who have spoke to ICE officials about it. And both of them have said, get us a warrant and we'll happy to oblige. We'll do whatever you want. That's not sanctuary cities. He, he's, he's making up an issue to not only cause divisiveness, but mainly to get his Republican base out and vote because that is something they will vote for. But what is the price of turning out all these people to vote with misinformation? And Casey Cagle's not stupid, so he's, he's, he's malevolent. That's the only thing. It's all, the saying was, never attribute to malevolence. Malevolence, Jesus. Never attribute to evil what, that can be explained with stupidity. Well, Casey Cagle's not stupid. He's doing this on purpose. Anyway, that's this super short episode. I'm going to try to get the next one out while I'm on fall break and actually have time. Thank you so much for sticking with me. If you happen to listen to this, I know no one's going to listen to this. And have a good day.